0: Welcome to an inaugural episode of Quick Fix, a Carrying Wayward mini-sode where I, Drew Shulman, co-write a fanfic episode of Supernatural with a guest. Today, that guest is a fellow podcaster and Supernatural fan, Audra Stevenson from The Gate Leapers. Hello, Audra, and thank you for joining me and seeing if this idea has any legs, really.
1: Hello! It's amazing to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited.
0: I've got to ask, have you, like, I know you've had guests. I mean, Gate Leapers requires having guests on the show to kind of work the way it does. Mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. you guessed it on many other
1: shows before? I haven't. It's typically Matt who guests on other shows.
0: Well, I mean, I'm like, very proud I, that we got you first.
1: Yes, I guess people, since he is like our games master. I think people trust him more. I don't know. I think they might think that Jason and I are wild cards. Um, (laughs) I've never done a wild card thing in my whole life. I mean,
0: Um, (laughs) wild card describes Jason way too well.
1: Yeah, he he is a risky bet. He is a risky bet.
0: (laughs) I mean, I definitely want to reach out to both of them and have them on this show if it does work eventually. I have a few other friends and uh, fellow podcasters to reach out to. And, of course, if you are a podcaster or know a podcast you think would be a good fit, feel free to reach out to us on socials. I'll do all the plugs at the end. Um, But I guess to give a bit of a preamble to what this idea was for anyone listening, uh, which I'm hoping is most people. The idea here was uh, I wanted to kind of have a little section where I could do some fanfic creative writing collaboratively with somebody. And thought this would be a fun way to do that on days where Mary couldn't be around and we wanted to do some extra content. So I will be asking our guest of honor every week or every time we do one of these to bring something to the table for the brothers to face. Whether this be something out of mythology, uh, from another fandom, uh, whatever works. I mean, I'm really not going to be picky. And we'll try to kind of like piece together like a... Bottle episode of the show that wouldn't really affect, like the main like, kind of like a filler episode, but still a fun one you want to watch. I would wonder who or what would you be bringing to this episode?
1: So, this is right in my passion <laughs> wheelhouse. Um, when I first started watching this show, um, in college, me and my friends watched it, and we would just, when we were in certain situations, we would just look at each other and be like how would we die and it's you pitch like based on the situation that we are in what is the first five minutes of the supernatural episode that we are about to die in
0: oh so you literally paint yourselves into that like five like that few second cold yes. open before the title card where like it's just the creatures revealed and someone's murdered
1: yes what's the monster <laughs> that kills us right now so,
0: what monster What monster is killing you in the cold open of this fictional episode? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, because we are recording a podcast, um, it must be sound-based. Oh. So, my thought would be, like, there is, like, an error or something with our sound. I'll be like, oh, I have to call you back. But I leave the headphones on. And it's something, like, a siren type There's a lot throughout mythology. There's a lot of things that kill you with sound or have high sound bases. Like Banshees are really sound based. So something is going to come through. Kill me. I wouldn't be able to call you back.
0: Oh, man. There is something I love about like a creature or like an entity that isn't physical, that it exists. Like I feel like there was a movie many, many years ago revealing my age here called White Noise, where it was like. Literally, the, the monster was in white noise. Oh. And like that to me is like it's a level of fear of like it can be anywhere, but it's not tangible. So like what can it do or mm-hmm. what can't it do? Oh, I like that.
1: Yeah. So that is a game that I played throughout my university time. <laughs> so this so exciting um, because of my excitement. I did over prepare.
0: Oh, please. As much info as you got, I'm down.
1: I have three pitches.
0: (laughs) For those who haven't listened to Gate Leapers yet, there is a very common recurring mini game they play, which is like a pitch thing, which I didn't realize until we were discussing this is kind of what this show has become. Pitch me an episode of Supernatural, but I'll help you. But I want to hear your pitches.
1: Every single time we play that game, everyone... well. I do, and I'm going to put this on everybody else. I wish it was a bit longer, so he had some time to play <laughs> in the space. So,
0: I will admit, I, uh, the, the, the two times I've been on, both times I kind of wanted to go longer or like go like more into it. I will mm-hmm.
1: admit. So, my three pitches. Okay. I'll put them in terms of the strength that I see them as.
0: Okay. So
1: I'll I'll end with the one that I think I might be most excited about. <laughs> um, first. Um, the mares of Diomedes. There's a story. Well, Hercules, <laughs> he has to, one of his labors is cleaning out the stables of Diomedes, but they're flesh eating horses.
0: Okay. And they don't I, eat
1: anything else.
0: I was going to say, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I, now that you mentioned it, yeah, there is a thing where he has to clean some stables.
1: How have I never they, heard
0: the flesh eating part?
1: They eat anyone. And I love the idea. um, God. The Winchesters, television show wise, thrive in fish out of water situations. So I love (laughs) the idea of um, like a posh riding stable. Not like we use our horses for corralling the cows, but like English style dressage style horses that suddenly become crazy violent.
0: Oh, I'm just picturing that scene where they forcibly have to put Dean in one of those, like, riders outfits that are, like, way mm-hmm. too posh and pro- proper for him.
1: Yes. Oh, that so alone that... makes
0: it worth it. But I I, I like it.
1: mm mm-hmm. um, Honestly, talking through it, these are all great. Um, <laughs> my second one, Norse Mythology.
0: Oh, soft spot um, for me.
1: Um, Ratitasker, the squirrel that goes up, up and, and down the tree. Yes, so the point Ooh. of this squirrel, he wants to destroy the tree, so he says nonsense to people like he's a messenger, but he always twists up the message so that the tree will be destroyed. So I love the idea of, if we want to make it like slightly serious, he can be in a political situation, Ooh. And, but a lot of people like are dying, and it's wild. Or honestly, if we want to go silly, He's a mailman. A lot of people are dying on this mailman's route.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I like I like the serious angle too. Like, don't get me wrong. I really like the idea of like painting it, like having it be a politician, mm-hmm. making it very clear. It's like this, oh, this dirty politician. And then find out it's actually his campaign manager. And like, she's so good mm-hmm. at like making him look bad that like we, they think he's the villain instead of them. Like I could see it being like that secret mm-hmm. reveal. But the idea of a mailman just like, messing with people via mail
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, just the see? messages getting missed messed up and impacting people's lives in a really supernaturally <laughs> tragic way oh
0: yeah like obviously the tragedy of like someone taking their yeah. own life because they got a letter yeah. and like then yeah. they get the, they find the letter and it's like something's weird with this paper and the letter doesn't make sense and
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: made from the bark of a weird tree
1: yes oh mm-hmm. so that's also solid My third one, um, Scottish mythology, Mm. um, a (gasps) bugbear. Oh, the bugbear. I
0: will be honest, my bugbear knowledge is very rooted in D&D, but I do love me a mm bugbear.
1: So the myth of this did start in Scottish mythology, like goblins and hobgoblins and then some etymology. (laughs) to like Bog arts and like all of this stuff became this variant that's a bugbear. Um I you mentioned D&D. I wanted to lean into that. <laughs> the idea that there isn't a ton of lore in bugbears. The main source of lore for most people is D&D. So I love the idea of Sam Winchester finding a monster manual. Oh my god. <laughs> Because I'm sure it's like a Hasbro thing and Wizards of the Coast. Why they've never done anything too awful. Yeah. D and D heavy, um, but, but this we, is fanfic and I we can don't do it those I want. limitations. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Take so that, I love copyright. the
1: idea of them being like, oh, they're gonna swing twice. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and maybe like, oh, I have this expert. I lined up this expert on bug bears and it's just <laughs> some nerdy kid. <laughs>
0: Just like some 12-year-old kid at the local card stop shop. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll remember if I had a few more uh, open, unopened packs of Pokemon cards, and Dean just buying him mm-hmm. Pokemon cards to get him to speak. Oh, my God.
1: I need a Astral Radiance Radiant Charizard. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can tell someone's gotten back into Pokemon cards recently.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: hey, no, I literally have a Charizard on the shelf behind me right there. It was in god, my breast I pocket at my it. wedding.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I respect it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so, so with the three ideas you've pitched me, I mm-hmm. I love all three of them. Mm-hmm.
1: I I love all three of them. Oh. I will go with all th- any of them.
0: And why Very I excited. think the idea of like both the like shady politician or the mailman side, and then even having to like eventually reveal its true nature as like basically a demonic squirrel. I like the idea of the bugbear and leaning into the idea that, like, the lore that we know from the bugbear, uh, of bugbear from, like, it's, its characteristics in D&D are its real lore, and that's where it came from. It's kind of like a snake eating its own tail there a little bit, a little Ouroboros. And mm-hmm. then the idea of the brothers having to, like, use, kind of, like, lean on D&D logic a little bit in how they fight it, I think is just too, like, it's it's so silly, but it's so good.
1: That's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, I'm so glad that you like that one.
0: Okay, so um. let's run with that one, if we're both on board.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So I think the biggest thing with every episode of Supernatural is there's usually that level of like, hey, whatever this thing is, is yes, it's ultimately posing a threat to people and things. So whether it's coming out of the woods and killing people or, you know, mm-hmm. it's breaking into game stores and destroying them. And that's the weird chain they start with. Mm-hmm. I guess the next thing would be, like, what is, what like, the brothers tend to usually have something, like, personal at stake a little bit. So, like, would this be a very Sam-centric or a Dean-centric episode, or kind of balance the two of them, you think?
1: I think potentially more of a Dean-heavy episode, but just Mm. because there is that kind of thing of Sam kind of being the nerd of the group, so it needing to be perhaps... Dean accepting the nerdiness of the stat block in order.
0: Oh, so so Dean's to, our fish out of water in this scenario.
1: It. Yes, um, because it is a little bit more uncomfortable. There's the nerdy level that S- Sam is. He's oh, he's studious law school <laughs> misc. Um, but D&D as a big d d nerd, that's another level.
0: Oh, yeah, no, e- even I admit, like, it, like, I've only played a little bit here and there, and it's mostly just the time commitments to it. But, like, there is a level of nerdery there that, like, it takes something special, and I, I admire that.
1: Yeah, so. and so the the idea that Sam, that Dean needs to go even nerdier than Sam <laughs> to solve the situation.
0: Oh, so do we get to a point maybe where... I don't know how we get there. We'll have to write our way around it a bit. And that's, again, we can we can be more specific mm. in the eventual writing of this if we decide to. But I think for today, it's yes. just fun to have the bullet points. Do we eventually mm. have Dean has to fight on his own because Sam is missing or gone or whatever? The, he's damseled and distressed, troped. So Dean has to yes. do it himself and has to accept that there are rules to this world.
1: Hmm. I'm oh. loving this.
0: Oh, I love this. Dean having to explore playing by someone else's rules and he can't just show and he has to even just work as a team with people. He doesn't know very well.
1: Perhaps that nerdy 12 year old. <laughs>
0: yes. That nerdy 12 year old, his stepdad who's trying to like get like hip and cool and like earn points with him. <laughs> Cause he just recently married his mother. Uh, and like, I, I, I throw in the, the new girl in school who hasn't made friends and this is the first person she's, you know, run into. So, like, they're oh. all kind of misfits in their own way.
1: Ooh. Incredible. This is an incredible ecosystem we're building here.
0: Oh my God, I love this. This is like a, like a Stranger Things episode almost.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. It's hitting the zeitgeist. So. You're oh, so good at um, this. So this, there is a bugbear in town. Mm-hmm. It is attacking local Game shops, is this what we decided?
0: Yes, and it is specifically destroying anything related to, like, heroes, like, whether it be props or costumes Mm -hmm. or, like, figurines of, and that's where they start the trail of, like, what a weird, like, Choice like it's coming in and not destroying this shelf, but it destroyed this shelf and only these ones. Or like it skipped, like it destroyed all these books except for this monster manual with a picture of a bugbearer or like other creatures on the cover. What a weird mm-hmm. choice!
1: And this does fit a lot in with both the D and D and original lore of them kind of being a bit sneaky. Ooh, you, you see,
0: like, yeah! I was gonna say you mentioned they were related to like like in lore wise to like goblins and hobgoblins.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, basically, th- yeah, the original mythology is them kind of evolving as like a sub type mm. and then a bug or a bog um, being a term for like a little goblin. And then, but they're as big and as furry as a bear.
0: <laughs> oh, that makes them kind of huggable too, which I love.
1: I know. like I know. I let,
0: like. So the next big question I was going to say is like, do they kill it at the end or... Like, how do they how do they resolve it? So let's say Dean is accepted, he has to kind of play by the rules, and they do work together, and they corner it, they're about to win. Is it like a straight up, they just kill it, the end? Or are we going to be like, they find a way to set it free somewhere better? Or do we want to get kitschy with this a little bit?
1: Ooh. I'm wondering, it's... I'm wondering, where did this bugbear come from? Oh, is he real or is there some other
0: okay, a magic this...
1: item, a magic item? <laughs> Am I going too deep? Am I oh, going no, too I deep? I like
0: this. I like this. I like the, the doubling down on the D&D thing of like, oh, it's not an actual bugbear, but it's a magic item, which is still D&D relevant.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, I kind of like that. Oh my gosh. I should have done more research on actual mythological Like items, like magic items, if there's any summoning items.
0: I mean, I think this is where I think we can play the card of like, we're already kind of playing in a space that is so mystical and user generated content. What if, again, if we go back to the idea of like, it's attacking like card shops and like game stores, there is like some sort of event going on in town and maybe there's a rent fair in the town over. So they're kind of like ramping up for tourists who are a little more like, oh, D&D fans, and one of them accidentally digs up or pulls out a, like, cursed board game or something, and that's the item.
1: I love that. So that there is a reason, there's a reason that this is happening, that if we um, sort out the board game or sort out this magical item, then we can sort out the bugbear that just wants to go back in the book. (laughs)
0: Oh, I even like the idea, I was going to say, like, one step further of, like, they they realize they can't defeat it, there must be something that's holding it here, they do their research, they figure out it's the board game or whatever, or whatever the item might change, and then they they deal with it, and they're like, oh, the bugbear's gone, we saved the day, the town is safe, but then they find evidence that the bugbear's still around, just not angry anymore, like, kind of that cliffhanger ending of, like, oh. didn't we have sandwiches in the back of the truck? Yeah. And that fur looks very familiar. Yeah. And just like ended there kind of thing. Oh. So it's still out there, but and it's th- it's it's kind now.
1: Oh gosh, it just becomes like another Bigfoot legend. <laughs> yes. In the town. Oh.
0: We, we literally like we come back to this town like episodes later and there's like bumper stickers of like, my other car was stepped on by Bugbear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this... Ooh, the idea of there being a renaissance fair in town does add a really, really convenient way for us to get Dean to out nerd anything we've ever seen. Because it could be a thing of like, well, he has to get to Sam, but he's never going to make it through this renaissance fair without wearing appropriate clothes for the renaissance fair. Like he's going to be seen He's going to be called out in a second.
0: Oh, I could also see that thing of, like, putting him in a position where he, like, has to compete in, like, an archery contest. And he's, like, totally, like, oh, whatever, I'll do it because I have to. But then he's really good and people are cheering and he goes, like, oh. Oh, am I good at this? Am I, am I, am <laughs> I good at rent fairs? <laughs> Wait, they're just giving God, me a lot of be... beer and meat? Wait, suddenly this nerd just looking pretty good on me. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, I love this. I Honestly, love this for ner- Dean.
1: <laughs> nerd shit looks good on most people. I'm going to be real.
0: Oh, amen. Amen. So, so I guess my last little question here. So we've got, we. so again, I don't want these to go too long. So we have our creature of the mm-hmm. week. We kind of have a rough yes. idea of what our plot and our, our place is. We kind of have our centering, Uh, you know, who's having their hero moment and who's learning what this week. And I think it's Dean accepting you know, being a nerd and other people's ideas and, like, rules and systems. And he can't be in charge all the time. So my last mm-hmm. kind of fun question, just to kind of, like, add a little pizzazz to this. Who would we get as a guest star for this episode? And now that we've gone really heavy in the Ren Fair side of things, that has opened up so many new doors in my books.
1: <laughs> hmm The Ren Fair, the D&D vibes. Um, if we could get a Matt Mercer,
0: then oh. that would be... Or like Amazing. a or like a Brennan or something like a Brennan Lee a Mulligan Brennan or something. Lee Mulligan, one of them. A Brennan
1: Lee Mulligan would be incredible.
0: One of them, like um, as the owner of the card shop that they meet the kid at. Yeah. Oh my just, god. Just just like
1: a bit part. It's people who love this will know who that yes. is. Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh this. Oh my. God. Make
1: him make him a red herring.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like literally lead up to the fact that like I mean he's big and bearish and kind of hairy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, mm-hmm. but at the right height. And he worked
1: in the he worked in the card shop and then he was like suspiciously at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> is so that suspicious. Just nerd stuff or is that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> is he just being nerdy, or is he actually being like a cult or something? Or like he has like all this cultish <laughs> stuff and they think it's him summoning a demon and they eventually break in. And it's just like setting the scene for like a sexy D D session with his wife. <laughs> just like we like our role play a little more role playing a little less, you know
1: <laughs> they just overhear like what they think is a spell, like someone's summoning the dark Lord. nope, it's just a little personal time. <laughs>
0: I imagine, I can I can also imagine Dean, like, sneaking through the store, like, or, like, sneaking somewhere at night and hearing, like, someone muttering a spell, and he jumps the corner, and just a kid, like, reading through a list of his Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> <laughs> just these bizarre words and names, and just, oh, okay. Oh, what my God, I think, about? I think this is a great idea for an episode. I love this.
1: I am, I am so excited about this.
0: And again, like I'm going to say right now, like especially the idea of the Norse one, like we are bookmarking that for potential future return guest spots because I I, honestly, as a little bonus segment at the end of this episode, I thought this was fun. I thought this worked really well and I am very on board to keep doing these with people. And I really hope you're one of those people who will come back eventually.
1: Oh, I will 100% come back. I had a couple other ideas that I just... Moved off the list because I was just like, oh, no, I like this one better. I like this one better.
0: Oh, my God. I am. I'm so done to hear all of them. We might not have time on the episode, but we'll definitely keep chatting. I want to <laughs> hear more of these. And just like this is such a fun game. Um, But as we probably have to start saying goodbye, because these mini shows have to be mini. My boss mm-hmm. tells me mm-hmm. where can our listeners find you if they want to hear more from you?
1: You can find me every other week on the Gate Leapers feed um, we dive into a different nerdy fandom every other week doing silly game show games. Drew has been on two episodes, hoping to have him back. It's an absolute treasure. We love to play in different fandoms, take some of them n- not too seriously because <laughs> um, playing in those fandoms is what's what makes this great. So hope to see you there.
0: As someone who's been on the show and has since become a, an avid listener and Patreon supporter, I will tell you right now, Go through, find, I mean, for anyone listening to this and hasn't already listened, I assume you'll be okay with a Supernatural episode, but pick any fandom you know, you will love it, and then try one you've never heard of, like The Bachelor for me, and it's still going to be wonderful, so <laughs> you're in for a good time no matter what episode you pick.
1: And the Supernatural episode is still one of my favorites, it was so much fun to record.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I still think back to that those final games, I still bring them up with pride, those portmanteau <laughs> couple's names that Matt gave us, those were brilliant.
1: Especially, especially if you like off-the-wall type of games, it's so much fun to play with people who also really care about that fandom. So it's, exactly. it's a blast. Exactly.
0: It, it, it makes for quick friends. Like, it, it, like we became friends so mm-hmm. quickly. And it just mm-hmm. it, like right away that was like the beginning of the like, I need to guest on more shows. I need guests on this show more.
1: Well, thank you very much, Audra, for
0: joining me today. This was so much fun.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And I hope everyone else enjoyed it just as much as I did making it. You've been listening to a Carrying Wayward mini-sode. We hope you enjoyed, and please let us know on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Carrying Wayward what you thought about this episode, this format, what we discussed, or what you'd like to see. Carry on, our wayward friends.